Business is pleasure. Hello, Judy. You're very sexy lady. Very good looking woman. You can like me. You can tell. We have a lot of fun. He is the American gigolo. Hello, girls. How about you? How do you get pleasure? How do you seduce all these women? Please think you're involved in a murder in Palm Springs a week ago. You're being framed by somebody. Don't know. You've been identified, Julian. But I'm in deep trouble. I think you're guilty of sin. Richard Gere, Lauren Hutton, American Gigolo. Willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, Paul, please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. People, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? We cut to Doug drowning his sorrows. <laughs> I love this. Like he's the, the, we the cut post to, game. He's a, Back he's in his alone, own hotel room. He's post-fight. He's alone in his own hotel room. He's on his bed, splayed out in a in like a tank top, and he's drowning his sorrow with four nips of what appears to be more tequila. So yeah, just plowing like, through a collection of those little, little air, airplane bottles of, of booze. I just I just need to highlight the just the, the pro move here of of uh, of, of Doug the. Uh, you know the the veteran. Uh, you know, just because you're like alone back in your room after the you know kind of the, the main event of the night is over, doesn't mean the night has to end. You know, no. you can always yeah, find totally. that last little stash of uh, booze somewhere and just keep that party going. A party party of one. <laughs> Absolutely, and and there is a knock at the door. And who is it? But Laurie Pekarowski holding oh, a single Sorry. No, yeah. Sorry, just a sec. Yeah. Um, no way. I just wanna. <laughs> We're going. Are back. we sure? I know it's a fine detail. Are we sure it's tequila? And are we sure there it's was, not vodka there, that he's drinking? There was one bottle that was clear liquor, and then the rubs were brown. They very, I carefully because I went frame by frame like a psycho. 
tried to find the label of these suckers, always turned away. I would say, you know, there's clear tequila, there's brown tequila, but one of there's them looks an, like vodka. There's an NDIA on the yeah. edge of one of them. I, I don't know if that's, is that Finlandia? I think it says is that a. High, high's Steakhouse. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's our good One of them is definitely w- like whiskey, that little like red cap, the red um, and the brown, yeah. brown I mean, liquor, red mixing. cap. I think that's whiskey. Yeah, yeah he's, he's taking mixing, whatever the fuck he worrying. can get. It's definitely he's airplane booze. He just grabbed, he just filled his bag when and they left know the airport in Albertville. a loose Ziploc of pills just somewhere nearby. <laughs> just, you know, he's just, he's, he's imbibing. He's like, yeah. okay, he's imbibing. He's also in a wife beater tank top tee. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, Finland, it is one of the bottles is definitely Finlandia, which is vodka. He's in a pair of jeans. He's dressed down. Oh yeah. Uh, he's no longer in the shirt and tie. Yeah, the jacket he's now is cutting loose. On the floor. He's he's penalty he's cutting box. Loose this back is penalty box Dorsey. This is the man we know. Yeah. yeah. This is the real man. And he the Mayhorn machine is revving back he up. He is licking his wounds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He yeah. is absolutely licking his wounds after a promising night out with Moira goes down the drain. Yeah. Because Doug, I really truly believe I'll stand by this. Doug had aspirations for this night too. He didn't want it to be. He didn't want it to go the way it went. I yeah, agree. I think, I think Doug was maybe I think that's what that shirt and tie was all about I think he really wanted this to be a classy thing I think you're right I think on second thought I think he did have like you know romantic intentions um but I think when when he realized like how hammered got Kate got so quickly (laughs) I think he realized like oh this is like I think I think in his ideal world it was like we go to a bar, we have some drinks, you know, we're we're kind of like steady on the same level together throughout the night. Maybe we go back to the hotel room. We're both like totally like, you know, like coherent, obviously like kind of buzzed and like kind of in the moment and like we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be like a romantic, you know, thing, but someone will make a move, whatever, but it'll be like perfect and like sweet and 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 beautiful. And when he realized like, oh, like Kate, I'm at like a two and Kate's at like an 11. Like, this is not the way I envisioned it. Um, but I think you're right that he went into it with, with. And also, I think it's two layers. I think it's one, this person is bombed out of her mind. And two, this is a deeply emotionally vulnerable person that just broke off her engagement. And now yeah. is not the time for me to swoop in. Yeah. Because. I don't want to be the rebound guy. Yep. I want to be the guy that she takes seriously as like a suitor, as like someone that could like be with her long term. Yeah. But yeah it's, it's so I think of- he was making he was making a calculated strategy there of saying like this is not tonight, not like this. Like we, I want this to be proper and done right. I don't want this to be some sort of drunken dalliance. Because again, well, like I think I think this is progressive, also in storytelling. Because again nowadays and like this should have been a conversation that's been had for a very long time about like consent when drinking is involved like people getting together is like nowadays like understandably like if there's no consent and someone's so drunk they can't make any practical decisions obviously it's now the the norm 
to question, like, we shouldn't do anything. But in the 90s, that really didn't strike me as a conversation that I recall anybody having no. uh, in other films. Like, you know, and so there's something to be said about, like, this film pre- presents Doug as actually, like, pretty, you know, pretty ahead of his guy. times for being a decent man who right. recognizes that she can absolutely be taken advantage of and he rightfully knows that is wrong and that he shouldn't yeah. do it. And it makes you endeared to Doug being like, oh, we've seen this guy only literally sleeping with anyone that he can. But this is like the first time we see Doug is beyond just like a sexual creep. Like, that he, yeah. well, he's not a creep per se, but he's like just like this like sexual beast. That's what Doug is portrayed the whole film. So it's it's I think the scene does a really nice job of really making us understand Doug as a human and not just like hockey guy who just wants to get with a figure skater, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And because we know that he has been with all these women and that he is choosing to take his time with this woman means it must be really special. Like he he must have really good intentions with Moira. Honestly, the only other movie I can think of where this happens is um, Austin Powers, uh, International Man of Mystery. That's also a very good point. (laughs) You remember when when Vanessa Kensington is, you know, drunk in the hotel room, throwing herself at Austin and he's like, I forget what the exact line is. You can drop it in. It's not uh, groovy, baby. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, no, you're bombed or whatever. (laughs) You'll smash. No, I'm not. Yes, look at you. <laughs> You'll smash. No, I'm not. You are. No, I'm not. I'm the sensible one. I'm always the designated driver. Me. I can't, darling. Why not? Because you're drunk. It's not right. No, I'm not drunk. I'm just beginning to see what my mummy was talking about all those years ago. I can't. <sighs> all right, well, tell me all about my mummy in the 60s. I'm dying to know what she was like. She was very groovy. Mm -hmm. Your dad loved her very much. There was one other cat in this world that could have loved her and treated her as well as your dad. Well, it was me. But unfortunately, for yours truly, that train has sailed. Vanessa? Vanessa, hello. Come on, run over. Sleepy time. But, uh, yeah, also uh, a great film. But, you know what? Cutting Edge did it first. Um, Absolutely. And then immediately you're endeared to Doug, and then they undercut it nanoseconds later where Lori Pekarovsky's at the door. Hold on. No, for me, this was a holy shit. (laughs) This was a holy shit knock at the door. Yeah. Because my immediate thought nowhere. is, oh my God, it's Kate, Moira. Of course. They're going to figure it They're out. They're going to make up. They're going to apologize. They're yeah. going to make amends. They're going to make it up. They're going to they're gonna kiss, right? Yes. Like, they're finally going to figure it out. They're both going to say, I was wrong. No, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't want to take advantage of you. Of course, I have feelings for you. But no. Hi. I watched your program. You've got a great sit spin. I thought maybe we could trade secrets. 
incredible misdirection. It's yeah. not Moira Kelly knocking at the door, Christian. No. It's Pekarovsky. Yeah. It's Brian Newman's, Brian Newman's new figure skating partner. She's holding a rose. And mm. do they fuck? Oh my God, please. I'm just, I'm thinking every worst thought. Like, this is, this is going to be awful. This yeah. is going to be so bad. Doug, don't this do it, Doug. Don't time, do it. This is, this is Doug going back for seconds because, like, well, they've already slept together earlier in the film. That was like kind of the whole full play speech full play. was that, you know, earlier in the film. Uh, so here's the thing, though. That it's not, it's not Doug going back for seconds. It's Lori going back it's true. for yep. seconds. Lori is going back for seconds. And I think. And I want to. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go I ahead. think it's really important to understand in the scene, too, that Doug opens the door the way a gigolo opens the door. That they're like, <laughs> uh, like he, he's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I am a gigolo. So sure. Hi. Hey. Samantha. Yeah. Jimmy, nice to meet you. Hey, Jimmy, finally. Nice to meet you. You always need to try to adapt to the client. This is a very nice place. Thanks. Why don't you have a seat with me on the couch? I'm a little nervous, so... Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) We'll just kind of go slow. Absolutely. (laughs) Are you okay with that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. It can be very difficult um, for the one person who, you know, who is the client, to even be able to say what they want. So I try to help women relax. I kind of have this fantasy, and that's why I wanted you to come here. Sure. I've I've purchased a few things online. I've done lots of research. I've watched some porn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I I know what I really like and what I would like to try. I recently relocated to Vegas. I inherited this wonderful house, and um, it's a big change from growing up in Minnesota. I come from a big hockey city. Well, everyone plays hockey and everyone has a mullet. Las Vegas is a lot more open in all adult avenues, especially sexually. There's just this moment where she goes, hi, I watched your program. You've got a great sit spin. I thought maybe we could trade secrets. And Doug gives a look where he's just like, I got to do it. I'm a gigolo. I'm a gigolo. Like, this is what gigolos do. They have sex with people that go to their door uh, asking for booty calls. Like, there's no level of, like, he doesn't look excited about this at all. Yeah, just, no. Like, it's to, it's to, perfunctory at this point. Yeah, He's, he's ramjet the rookie again. He's, he's back to just, like, this sexual beast that well, has he's to... Too- He's he's way too like beat down and 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 just uh you know just rocked by that emotional roller coaster and turmoil that he went through and obviously he's wasted on airplane booze and he <laughs> he knows that he's like it's not even like a oh like wow it's like literally like of course yes, do I'm do do with me yeah. as you will. Well, you think having a thirty seven year old on to Cincinnati. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. It's right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Okay, is, is, do you feel like the talent you have here is good enough? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. we got to turn the page. I mean, we're going to sit there and talk about the Kansas City game for the rest of the season any more than we would talk about any of our big wins for day after day after day. You know, it's 24 hours after the game. you you got to move on. What is your response, I mean, Well, I mean, I, I'm just asking, do you think you've done enough to help Tom Brady? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. I could have done it three times. I could have done it 53 times. It could have been 103 times if 
that's what they wanted to keep asking because we had to we had to turn the page and we had I'd say we had as coaching staff as a team we had turned the page yeah, but I'm an addict. Go have at me. Yes, yes. I'm oh, a man. sex addict. Come in and yeah. just take. You, I'm going you to take know that I can't resist. So yes, yeah. this yeah. is obviously going to happen. But you said it, Christian. There's a line in there that Lori says. I thought maybe we could trade secrets. Ooh. Secrets. Who else trades secrets? <laughs> That's right. Fucking spies. She is literally coming right out and saying it. She is an agent of the enemy. She is telling you, Doug, she is a spy. She is an enemy. And (laughs) she is practicing the dark arts of mind control. And I'm saying, Doug, no, resist, resist. But of course I know, I know he is completely defenseless. He is completely hopeless. And, you know, Lori has, she's gotten her marching orders from her, you know, her master, Rick, her, her Svengali overlord. <laughs> and, but th- this is also amazing, though, because as you noted, Christian, it's the second time that they have slept together. Yes. And this is basically an assassin doing a double tap. She's, she's making sure that the job is done. Like, she went back and she told Rick, yeah, yeah, I, I slept with him. I think, I think everything's, you know, I think our plan is, is going, you know. Accordingly, uh, you know, I think everything's in place here. You know, pretty sure, like, you know, uh, every, everything that you wanted, you know, I've, I've completed, uh, Master. And Rick says, Lori, Lori, make sure the job is done. And so she goes back. Goes and back. And she, just to be safe, yep. she does the deed a second time. And, because, you know, really, she's... I think that's a really good theory because... The next sequence reinforces this thought that this was a master plan by Rick. This was all orchestrated. Because the next morning, this is related. Uh, We can go back, Chris, but I I have to connect these two sequences. Mm Because Doug, uh, Lori comes in. He looks at her like a gigolo would. Door opens. He has sex with her, obviously. The next morning, uh, when we next see Lori Pekarovsky, she's opening the door because Kate is knocking on it because uh which i'm sure we'll discuss in a moment that she gets locked out of her own room yes but when she opens the door the phrase she she is naked with a towel around herself and what she says to kate is so like cruel and petty that she goes it's a little early for practice isn't it like she says, the one thing that she Oof. knows will send twisting Kate, that knife, twisting the knife that she knows oh. that this is going to send Kate into a tailspin. So she's like, "I'm messing." She is absolutely a spy. She knows exactly what she is doing. She is a cruel and ruthless operative. And honestly, guys, she is she is more skilled at spycraft and manipulation than she is at figure skating, in my opinion. <laughs> and honestly, I see a very long and successful career for her in the state department. Uh, you know, once yep. her skating days are over, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think she has a lot of potential. Um, I want to, I want to, I have a theory. Okay. <laughs> so obviously this set off all sorts of five alarm you know, alerts for me, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is, this is blaring. Obviously, yep. hi, I watched your program. You've got a great sit spin. I thought we could trade secrets. Yes. So, Ben, <laughs> you addressed this, right? Is Pekarovsky a plant? I'm pretty, 
pretty clear at this point she is a plant. I don't see any way around that. Um, she does have real KGB vibes. Very mm-hmm. much so. She's, she's, we have red hair. We have the red rose, right? I mean, correct me if I'm Her wrong, wa- but Pekarovsky? Pekarovsky. Her line of seduction seems stilted and almost like scripted, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like someone wrote it for her in a different language and <laughs> this is how it was translated into English or it's almost frankly like it was written by chat GBT. Yes. You've, yeah. you've got a great sit spin. I thought we could trade secrets. Yeah. yeah also, That's like uh, a weird way to ask someone, can I sleep with you? Yeah. I'm thinking trade secrets. One second, Christian. Trade secrets. I'm thinking nuclear secrets. <laughs> <laughs> secrets about the gulf war so remember this is 1992 right True. obviously yes. the berlin wall has the only cold war is fallen. technically over it was an operation which ran for 10 years a close study of russian spies operating in the u.s the suspects didn't work in embassies or military missions they settled for quiet lives in quiet suburbs trying to build contacts with academics industrialists and policymakers covering defense and finance the idea of blending in gave the operation its codename, Ghost Stories. Heavily edited documents released under Freedom of Information reveal the size of the American operation, how almost each and every move was tracked. One former intelligence officer says it gives others the chance to avoid detection. It does, in some instances, do some damage because obviously the information revealed will tell people, pay attention to this if I'm doing it, because if, if I don't pay attention to it, they may discover it and roll up my network. One of the spies was Anna Chapman, whose role in the affair made her an international star. An estate agent, an interview she gave to a website, perhaps gave an unlikely insight into her role. Here I knew no one, and this event was something to start with, and that really made a difference to me. Now I know a lot of people introduced me to someone else, and those introduced me to someone else. So now I know where to go if if I have something to solve. FBI investigators built up a detailed file of the spies, showing them passing information and money, using spy tools including invisible ink and even hidden messages and photos posted online. The operation here in the US was run by Colonel Alexander Potiev, a senior figure in the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service. But he was acting as a double agent, feeding back all his information to the FBI. Ten Russians were arrested on spying charges the Americans insist. Not one managed to steal any secrets. The US suggested a spy swap and handed over all ten for four Russians charged with spying for the West. The biggest swap since the end of the Cold War. On the return to Moscow, all were awarded Russia's highest honours for their service. But perhaps tellingly, the documents reveal that even years after the Cold War ended... The suspicions and distrust of two old enemies have never really gone away. Alan Fisher, Al Jazeera, Washington. Our relationship with the USSR (laughs) is still tenuous at best. Doug is a compromised asset at this point, right? He is absolutely compromised. He is now sleeping with the enemy. And he is Doug is now working for the Russians. He's in bed with the Russians as far as I'm concerned. And this is this is major red flags, red flags, obviously. Uh, as red me. as the hair I, on so Lori's as head, re- as, as red as they get. She and, is a redhead, um, by the way. Have we uh, have we made yes, that clear? She's a redhead. Uh, yes. What else red is rose, what else red? Is red? Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Um, the flag of a so, certain nation. 
a certain yeah, political me, ideology, uh, perhaps. <laughs> for me, this is this is this is a major breakthrough. This is this is the Russians infiltrating, you know, the United States. This is them foiling our, uh, our Olympic. Olympic this is bigger than ambitions. sports, I'll tell you that much. I yes. definitely think that yes. there is a few pinholes in Doug's room with cameras behind it. <laughs> there is a compromat being built in which, like, days later, somebody just drops, like, a bunch of photos on, uh, and, like, it just shows Doug in his bed with all these, like, little nips of tequila and a drunken woman, and and they're like, we're going to ruin you if you don't do what we want. I, I think that's a very mm. valid theory that Lori yeah. Pekarovsky is actually part of a larger Cold War Soviet <laughs> ploy to wreck the Olympic ambitions of the, uh, Man. the American team. I'm just wondering when, when they got to Rick, because ultimately like Rick is, is, is the real operative here. Like, you know, he's, he's the mastermind pu- puppeteer, puppet master. So I mean, Rick looks like he can be bought off pretty easy. Yeah, like, I think like, you're right. Rick is a classic. You know. <laughs> like, I'll play both sides. Whoever, whoever's you know got the high, highest price, I'll work for you. Rick has yep. definitely taken some trips to Russia <laughs> for vacations that are questionable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, this sequence in which Laurie like knifes Kate in the heart. Very important because Kate wakes up the next morning. And it's absolutely yeah. a hungover mess. The first Blacks. and worst hangover of her life. It's a little early for practice, isn't it? I'm sorry, I must have the wrong room. Ask her for more towels, will you? Okay. She's got the shades on, the classic. She's got the dark shades. She's looking like Jackie O. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And (laughs) she's locked out of her room. Also, yeah. I just want to know real quick, just I love the way the, this movie cuts directly from Doug's hotel room door closing right to Kate's door opening Open. the next morning. Yep. Mm, just chef's kiss, beautiful, lean she's, machine. This movie does not waste a fucking frame. No. Perfect. And she's hung over and doesn't notice uh, a service waiter coming by with breakfast half eaten, two plates half-eaten omelet, scramble, potatoes, bacon, and tomatoes. Oh, Clearly coming from Doug's room. Clearly from... room service has just come because there's two plates, yeah. half-eaten. This is definitely coming Wait from Doug's dead of sexual perversion. I am freezed frame yeah. on That's like a food. full meal of like pasta right there. What is they, that? Yeah, I was like, I what? Is, is like that an, lobster? Omelet, there's definitely potato. potatoes, potatoes uh, maybe an egg, an omelet, <laughs> but a lot, of, like, a lot of tomato sauce in there. And that, that's like a, yeah. a weird breakfast item. Yeah. yeah. Is there like a bowl of soup? Is that they a, just went ham with the ketchup? Or yep, they went what? ham. They, is that they a, didn't really eat a lot of it. Like a third of a bowl of chowder with like a piece of toast sticking out yeah, of it? Yeah, what is that bowl? What's oatmeal. Bowl? It might be oatmeal. Oatmeal. I was like, is that hummus? 
And Kate, oh, no. in her extremely hungover moment, does a classic hotel mistake where you let the door behind you close. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick, no Brutal. key. No key. No. She she's not in any state to, you know, she she doesn't have her, her wits about her in any yeah, way. She's to, not going to down have, to the lobby to yeah, get she's a not, key. Oh, let me make sure I have everything I need for the day. No, she's just, she's in a fucking daze at this point. Yeah, so knock, knock, knock. She goes to Doug's room, which is right next door, which also presumes, like, did you not hear wild sex through the walls all night? <laughs> but whatever. whatever. I mean, she was completely blackout. So. She was completely blackout drunk, so that's fair. So she doesn't hear the, uh, you know, the coitus happening in the room next door and who opens the door but Lori Pekarowski and she's holding a towel around her naked body and she Ugh. it's not even a like towel so she's literally holding a like a looks like a pillow yeah like a like, like a like just a pillow over is. her torso which yeah what a move man to open a hotel room door with I'm not, I'm not even gonna put a bathrobe on I'm just gonna cover my you know genitalia yeah. and 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 you know private parts with a pillow <laughs> damn because it's a little early for practice isn't it so the funny thing is Kate after this goes, sorry, I must have the wrong room. At which point Doug walks in the background mm. and he just shouts out. Ask for more towels, will you? Ask for more towels, won't you? So like the gigolo who had doubts about his gigolo hood, the second he had sex, he's back to Dougie, horn, horn dog Dougie. That yeah. He's like, ask for more towels with a pep in his step that he's yeah. he's gotten laid. And Kate gives a look that this camera shot is super oh, close up on her eyes. I love this shot. Behind her sunglasses. And I would liken this to John Carpenter's They Live. Yes. She, she has put on the sunglasses and sees the truth about Doug, that yes. he is a dirty, <laughs> dirty dog. That she put oh on the, the dark shade sunglasses and it has revealed what she knew about him. That he's a piece of shit dog. Yeah. Yet again, this is the second time that she has seen Doug sleep with Lori Pekarovsky. And uh, she's very upset about it. Dude, absolutely incredible They Live reference. Uh, Yeah, John Carpenter classic from 1988, I believe. Uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I have to imagine that uh, that uh, you know uh, the director was was aware of that one because it does really. I mean, just the iconic close up of, of the uh, the sunglasses and her horrified uh, look. You know, yeah, the, the, the bug eye stare. Magic. In... So for anyone that hasn't seen, they live. It's a film about uh, people that have to, like a guy gets a pair of sunglasses that reveals aliens are all around us. When he puts on the sunglasses, he reveals it reveals the truth of everything around us, and that's what Kate is going through. That she sees. The horrifying truth about Doug. And what I love about this is this is yet another sequence where Paul Michael Glazer films yet another running man. But this time it's semi-nude towel covered Doug as he's <laughs> run, uh, the running man running through the hotel after Kate. Okay. Kate Wait, we serious. have to talk about the fact that Doug breaks into a full sprint running down this yes. hotel hallway wearing nothing but a hotel towel, which is not a very large, you know, it's, a, it's around his waist, almost touches his knees, but not even. And he's not holding it, folks. 
There are no hands holding the towel as he runs, and he is in a dead sprint. He's taking corners. He's running like a wide receiver route down that hallway. And I'm thinking to myself, no fucking shot that towel doesn't come flying off around one of those corners. That is just physically impossible. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that is not a towel. That's a Celt. That's just yeah. like a white Celt. Yeah, he... I agree. You this... reference Roddy Piper, Ben. That's yeah. like a full-on... You're right. That's just a man's <laughs> Like, he is running way too comfortably. He has yeah. zero doubt that that thing is staying around his waist. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not even putting a hand on it on the on the hip to just make keep it in place. No, it's just... This is fine. So, Doug manages to get in the elevator with Moira. She, you know, she... The elevator, which off. is glass, by the way, so that they are in All full glass. view of the entire hotel. <laughs> Yes. She storms off. He manages to catch up with her. Kate! Kate! Kate, will you wait a minute? Kate! 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 Don't. Don't even try it. Just looking at you makes me sick. To think I was coming to apologize. Lori Pekka-Ross! Just as the elevator doors are closing, he gets in the elevator. They're on their way down together. And, you know, they're going back and forth. Doug says, you threw me out of your room. And then Kate says, count your blessings. She may not have waited much longer. Kate. Don't. Don't even try it. Just looking at you makes me sick. To think I was coming to apologize. Lori Pekarovsky. Were you or were you not engaged to be married until last night? Hardly the point. You threw me out of your room. Count your blessings. She may not have waited much longer. Which I'm like, it took me a second to like parse that. But I'm thinking, so I guess that means that Kate thinks that Lori was in his room waiting for him, which is like kind of a weird, like, I'm like, does that mean anything? Or maybe it was just a kind of a throwaway line that I'm thinking too much about. Uh, God forbid I do that. <laughs> I think uh, this whole podcast this <laughs> is a dedication to us thinking too much about cutting edge. But count uh, your bl- blessing, she may not have waited much longer. So in Kate's head, Lori was just like there, like, as a That's backup. A that's yeah. admittedly, but Weird she's line. so like flustered that she's lost her quip. Yeah, her I think she's just shooting. Gone. Yeah, she's grasping at straws at this point. Yeah, yeah, like she's not making any real sense or logic. And to all of this, Doug gets really frustrated. He goes, where the hell do you get off? This is my fault. Yeah. First time I walk into the, the rink, you treat me like the hired hand. And one night you get drunk and I'm supposed to roll over and thank my lucky stars. Yet again, a reference to Doug as a dog. <laughs> he goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> roll I don't, over. He goes, I don't, I'm supposed to roll over, dog reference. And then he goes, I'm sorry, I don't downshift that fast, which references Doug, Doug, go vroom, vroom. He doesn't downshift. <laughs> he, this, this guy throttles in at top speeds. Oh, my God. Ramjet, Ramjet, don't downshift, baby. He just don't downshift. What a bizarre way to describe your life. I don't downshift that fast. Oh, man. Uh, but honestly, like, fire. Wait. Fucking fire from Doug. Let's unpack that yeah. one now there, Ben. Hold okay, on. Okay, okay. Let's, let's think, slow this coming, all down. I was coming to, apo- to think. I was coming to apologize. Lori Pekarovsky, were you or were you not engaged until last night? Hardly the point. Mm. You threw me out of your room. She may not have waited much longer. That's not how it happened. Spare me the details. I think the idea is... Um, you threw me out of your room. She may not have waited much longer. That like, he couldn't even wait until after the Olympics was over to make a move on Lori. He had to like seize the deal 
last night. But he doesn't say, she doesn't, Kate doesn't say you wouldn't have waited. She's saying she wouldn't have waited. So it's almost like, I think she knows that Lori is, I don't think she knows the extent of Lori's, you know, national allegiances and stuff. But I think that she knows that Lori is like, you know, a competitor, a, a, uh, a rival, um, and has, you know, ulterior motives, let's just say. And does she doesn't trust Lori. She knows that Lori has, you know, some, some wiles, some, some craft to her. And I think that Kate's just very in her head. You know, I think Lori's living rent-free in, in Kate's head, frankly. And, uh, yeah. and like, like we said, she's just flummoxed and doesn't really know kind of which way is up at this point. And she's just, yeah. like, throwing out wild conspiracy theories left and right because at this point, you know, Nothing else makes sense, really. Yeah. And, you know, the elevator goes ding. Where the hell do you get off? Me? This is my fault? From the first day I walk into your rink, you treat me like a hired hand. Then one night you get drunk. I'm supposed to roll over and thank my lucky stars? I'm sorry, I don't downshift that fast. Get out of my way. No problem. I've been practicing that move for a year and a half. Elevator doors open, Kate storms off, and there are a shocking amount of businessmen <laughs> waiting to get on this one elevator. And Doug is just, I agree with you, the odds of this man having a towel around his crotch at this point, very slim. I do not believe that if this film was realistic, it would be rated X. Yeah. Doug would be bare ass in that elevator. <laughs> I was I was waiting for the comical uh behind Doug shot of his bare ass with the entire group of uh business <laughs> yeah. people staring at him. Yeah. Uh, that really would have been beautiful. But, but yeah, um, so we are left with Kate in this moment is furious at Doug for so many reasons that he refused to get with her and then immediately proves that he's willing to sleep with anybody nine seconds after he wouldn't get with her he slept with somebody else so she's furious about that and then on top of that he slept with the enemy and here's here's my ultimate question that uh is important to also bring up not addressed in the film in any way yeah i have questions too uh that the door goes ding elevators open kate storms off businessmen are there cut back to the room where Lori pekarovsky's left off do we think that she's like packing up her stuff and leaving like the assassin she is that she's just like oh yeah my job here is done or is she yeah. waiting she's for pulling she's return? pulling all the all the tape recorders out of the lamp and like yeah. you know covering up the hole in the wall and she's have packing her, ever watched her briefcase top chef you ever watch top chef when the chefs come on and they have their knives like in a little like roll <laughs> yes she's yeah. like literally rolling her, her, her like leaning instruments with, like, yes. with all her daggers yes. yeah. and her knives yeah she's, she's pretting this Silence her back on her pistol. She's like, I didn't have to yeah. use this tonight, but maybe yeah, next time. Exactly. I definitely exactly. also like to believe that there are like five Russian asset engineers slash plumber men that run in the room to just <laughs> yes. quickly get all that equipment out of the This is a Watergate walls. situation, no question. <laughs> Only this time they didn't get us rooms in a real fancy hotel. So are you enjoying yourself in our nation's capital, young man? Yes, sir. Well, where are you staying? It's called the Hotel Ebot. Oh, no, 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 no. I know of a much nicer hotel. It's brand new, very modern. I'll have my people take care of it for you. Security, Frank Wells. Yeah, sir. You might want to send a maintenance man over to that office across the way. 
the lights are off and they must be looking for a fuse box or something because in flashlights they're keeping me awake thank you good night therefore I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour. They're like, he yeah. is in the elevator. The, yeah. Like the asset is in the elevator. The room is clean. I repeat, send, the room is clean. Yeah, send more Big businessmen <laughs> to the elevator. Cram more <laughs> businessmen on the elevator. They, Have they them all hit run into all the, the buttons. They're like, Unscrew yeah. the 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 <laughs> dial telephone, to get yeah. a listening devices out of it. I mean, yeah. let's just say that 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 busboy wheeling, wheeling the cart down the hallway. No way, that was a hotel employee. No <laughs> shot. No shot. There is a thousand percent a silenced pistol underneath no. the platter. That's <laughs> just yeah. in case things go sideways. I'm pretty sure uh, that guy yeah. was also a security <laughs> officer at Fenway Park. Yes. <laughs> In uh, the town. Yeah, the we got town. a call. We got a call about a robbery. You guys call 911? No one from here called. No, we didn't. Uh, it wasn't us. We got a 911 call. Robbery, guys. Come on. Is that a robbery? Yeah, a call saying you're being held up. I right, let me let me call Mike. We just walked past Mike. He let us in. But I gotta say, guys, I'm kind of I'm kind of team Doug here. I don't know how how are we feeling about this? Because like, obviously I mean, we we sympathize with Kate. Like she just got. Uh, well, you know, first of all, she's dealing with a brutal hangover. We've all been there. That's no fun. Um, and she's, you know, completely sideways. But, you know, like I, I kind of, uh, you know, other than just completely succumbing with zero fight to the enemy in the form of Lori, uh, Kate, I mean, Doug didn't really do anything that egregious, uh, you know, like. If anything, uh, he did he, the right he, thing. He ultimately. He gave, yeah, and he gave some good points. He knew he couldn't sleep with Kate because she was drunk and had no mental faculty to actually give proper consent. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Lori comes to the door, is sober, and like, and Doug, the the male gigolo that he is, is like, I'm I'm horny. I'm I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like he's in the right, even though he's a dirty, dirty dog. Yeah. I mean, he slept with the enemy. He There's did no sleep with the enemy. That. I mean, that was literally the easiest assignment that Laurie has ever pulled. Like that, that was, <laughs> he put up zero yeah. fight. Uh, pro job. That's it, a pro job. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's, she's definitely getting some, some good grades uh, from, from her uh, handler uh, during that, you know, postmortem. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, I kind of feel like, uh, I, again, I, I, I hearken back to the, the, that ammo that, uh, that Doug was spitting uh, earlier with about, you know, being treated like a hired hand. And now I'm supposed to roll over, uh, you know, and <laughs> the downshift that fast line, albeit kind of uh, an odd choice of words. Like, you know, I, I kind of see where he's coming from. I don't downshift that fast. I, don't, I, don't, I only go up a room room. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> You can listen to Switch FM. Switch FM.